of Callie and Craig Talk. I'm Callie. And I'm Craig. Today, we have a super special episode. We have with us two reviewers from Instagram, Trisha and Maggie. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, ladies. Hi, I'm Trish. I'm on Instagram. My name is Rainbow Romantic Reader. Um, and I mainly review um, LGBTQ and male male romance books on Instagram and Goodreads. Awesome. Thank you for being here. And Maggie. Hi, I'm Megan and I'm a book reviewer. That's still so weird to say, but you can find me on Instagram at Maggie underscore book addict. And I just review all the smut I possibly can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being here with us. Craig and I love the smut. Yeah, I was just thinking these two are going to be perfect guests, considering how dirty this show sometimes I gets. Oh, God. I really was thinking Ready? the other day, Craig, we needed to like, like rename it like Callie and Craig talk after dark, just so people mm-hmm. know what they're getting into. <laughs> mm-hmm. The XXX show with uh, Callie and Craig. Woo! Besties by Besties by Moonlight or something like a really super sexy, right? <laughs> that could work. I think so. All right, so we are going to ask you ladies some questions. And if you guys have any questions for us as authors or publishers or whatever you want, if they're podcast co-hosts or silly people, we are happy to answer your questions too. So I am going to start. Trisha, first question Mm -hmm. is for you. When did you start reviewing books? Oh, goodness. Um, I want to say I started Bookstagram two years ago, I started officially reviewing books. I'd been reading and reviewing just on Goodreads, you know, nothing too formal. But Mm -hmm. uh, about two years ago, I started officially doing a bookstagram page. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that in a second, because that just brought up something for me that I did not have on my list. And now I have another question. Maggie, how about you? When did you start reviewing books? I just started of June this past year. So this past summer. Oh, cool. So we're twinsies. That's when I started writing was in June of this year. So you started reviewing books when I started writing books. So see? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So before we get to the next question is I need to understand what bookstagram is. Like, what is the difference between a bookstagrammer and a book reviewer? Is it just because you do the book reviews on Instagram? Does that make you a bookstagrammer? Yeah, it's about it. (laughs) That's it? We use the bookstagram hashtag. Um, yeah, I mean, my understanding of it is just you're a reviewer. Like the people that review on TikTok or book talkers, um, the people that review on YouTube or booktubers. So oh. I consider myself a bookstagrammer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maggie, same yeah. thing, right? Same thing. I'm just mainly on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Same. What would we be, Craig? We'd be book smutters. Uh, smutstagram. We'd be smutstagrammers. <laughs> All right, Craig, you can ask the next one. <laughs> My Sorry, poor I'm bestie. getting overcalled. Oh, everybody knows, okay? Yeah. I told everyone you were sick and that I took really good care <laughs> of you, okay? Everyone knows. But he is almost better. He's like 99.9%. I'm back at work, that. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. the worst <laughs> it is the worst work sucks yeah. and we should not have to work this week at all especially <laughs> and that is shiger and shiger loves the camera especially when auntie callie's here 
Oh, we heard about Shiger. I was hoping to make her. Oh, acquaintance. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shiger. It's a boy. It's so a this boy. is Shiger. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Hi. That's fine. Uh, he's our he's nice so cat. Handsome. Everybody loves Shiger. Mm. Uh, and then I have oh, the evil cat so wizard somewhere. We call him our little murder cat. <laughs> My God. He always calls wizard the murder cat. And wizard, like, and I understand. And I've already been told, like, when eventually I make my way there, I will be attacked by wizard. But I don't believe it. Because I've been making nice with wizard for, like, the past few months. And I have not seen this murder cat side of him. I'm sorry. I have not seen it yet. I only I see a cuddly wizard. I don't think I will. I think I'll be the first one. <laughs> I bet. Hey, I tamed you, Craig. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think it could work with Wizard too. <laughs> Go next one is. So, what types of books do you review, Megan? Let's start with you. What do you like to read? Oh gosh, anything really. Mostly just romance and smut. That is my go-to, and I'm slowly trying to trickle into like the fantasy. Like, I just started reading fantasy-type books, so I want to start reviewing those as well. But it's just mostly anything, like MM, Why Choose, just all the smut. <laughs> Dope. Mm -hmm. That's a great yeah, answer. Yeah, I like the smut, too. But I do yeah. like to, you know, spice it up with something that occasionally doesn't have sex, but <laughs> only for, like, fun and giggles. Then I go back <laughs> to the smut. Uh, so, Trisha, same for you. What types of books do you like to read or review? So I actually do read a lot of fantasy um, and I'll read super smutty fantasy, but I'll also read, I find that in YA fantasy, like when they're not trying to put in sex, the plot usually gets a lot more intense and the world building is a little more rich. So I actually really like a YA fantasy or a paranormal, um, but also same as Maggie, if it's smutty if it's mm i love a kinky book anything really i don't really as long as it's not cowboys for some reason that's <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that's the one thing i can't read but well, otherwise i'm pretty open maggie is gonna disagree with you on that because maggie is I know, totally save a horse ride a cowboy all yeah. the way and i love the cowboys i was gonna say i love the assless chaps too <laughs> I'm with yeah. you on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Assless chaps. More for you. You can have all the assless chaps. <laughs> oh my God. This is perfect. I love it. Um, are there any books that you would not review, Trisha? Are there any types of books you would not review? So I tend to stay away from anything super, super hyped because I... There was a series I got in trouble with because I, everybody loved it. I just didn't get the hype mm -hmm. and people were not happy <laughs> with my Aww. reviews. So um, if it's anything super hyped with a super intense fandom, um, it also makes me feel like I'm the crazy one for not getting it. So I, yeah, it's not worth it to me. So um, those, I might read them, but I probably won't post a review for anything like that. But that's it, really. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Maggie, is there anything that you don't like to review or would not review? Well, the same answer as Trisha. Like, if it's also if it's real controversial, I probably won't. I probably won't do it. And like nonfiction, I just can't get on board with nonfiction or biographies or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just not my cup of tea. 
Yeah, I have to really like the person the biography would be about. Like, I've read some really good biographies for sure, and I've read some good nonfiction, but um, it's definitely got to be someone that I'm interested in. Um, and I think I'm, I don't know, I give you guys a lot of credit for writing reviews, because like, I, I think it's really hard to be constructive the way that you guys are. I love the reviews that you guys do. I think you guys are really fair and you seem really honest and it doesn't seem like you're you're trying to please anyone. It seems like you're giving like truthful, honest opinions, which is what we as authors need. So I, I give you guys a lot of credit for that. All right, jumping in. So my next question is similar to the question I already asked. My question earlier was, what do you like to read? But the question now is, what are your favorite books to review? Mm. But I heard books to review. Um, right now, it would probably be MM. I'm just really in my MM era, and I just, I just can't get enough of it. And so, but for some reason, something about them just resonates with me, and it's just become my all-time favorite. And I nope. just can't. If that makes sense, <laughs> it makes sense. Craig and I get it. We get it. <laughs> So I actually, I also read mostly um, MM, but um, I love reading either a brand new author or like the start of an author. I really love if it's an author I know and I've been with for a while and they just started a new series. I really like discovering a new world, meeting new characters. Um, so yeah, so I, one of my favorite things is reading and reviewing like the first book in a new series. Um, I always find those fun. We're going to have some fun here with this one. Okay. So my question is, because I struggle with this and I've talked to Craig about this a couple of times. When, whenever I'm writing, I just ask Craig all the time, whatever I need help with, because Craig is the guru for me. So he answers everything. But my question for you guys is how important is realism to you in the stories that you read? Does something need to be possible in order to make it good? So like, would you say that if you had a story where a police officer shapeshifts into a werewolf, like as we would like that, we would be good with that? Hell yeah. I have a caveat though. <laughs> Go, so, I'm ready. So, all right, so if you're going unrealistic you know you're going paranormal or fantasy or you know um a vampire and a werewolf fall in love and uh, catch a serial killer all of that is totally <laughs> fine with me if it's a, a nonsensical doesn't quite make sense world I'm totally here for it but if you're writing something just contemporary romance supposed to be realistic make it realistic like don't throw in things that we were watching a show the other day and somebody was a cop and he was following somebody literally right behind them for miles and miles it was so obvious and mm -hmm. it make everything realistic if it's a realistic book if it's a fantasy not realistic book I don't care I will hang with you through anything <laughs> I say same like but also I read to like explain kind of like escape the real world you know what I'm saying so I think the more like unrealistic the better because I don't want to read about you know what's happening in the world real world because that's what I'm like trying to you know get away from right. so but like also, go ahead also in real life 
you know, a man is not going to have like a foot long dick. And in books, well. <laughs> and so I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right. Men do not have, <laughs> but so what we're saying is there has to be a line, but my question, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble with this question. I'm going to get in trouble. Yes, I will. Um, no, I have to figure it out first. Hold on a minute. All right. So we want some realism, but we're okay with it. What about like something so petty as, um, seasons in a book? So like if we're talking about winter, right? We're writing a story that takes place in winter. What if they're playing soccer in the middle of winter? Is that ridiculous? Yeah, no. Are you what would that be something you'd be like, what the hell was this author thinking? They're playing soccer in yeah. the winter. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I would. I you would. would. Right? Unless they're yeah. playing like indoor snow, soccer. Tackle football or something. Yeah. Interesting. Unless it's something that makes sense, I would question that. Yeah, I know. See, like there are some things, Craig, that they that would be like questionable. I'm interested yeah. in like that super interests me. But yet, like yeah. a cop that share that shapeshifts into a werewolf that has three penises, he's fine. But we can't oh, totally play fine. soccer in the winter. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. No, that stupid I know it's so weird, but it's that not, it's not. Stuff. And I, I have to know, like, I, I want to know, and I'm sure that other authors want to know too, because sometimes we write stories and we set the seasons up and then the characters are doing things and we're not thinking of it from that aspect. And then afterwards right. we're like, no one's going to care about that. And then you're like, they will care about that. And you just told us as all of the authors that are listening to this, readers care about that, right? That's why I don't love Insta love. I'm sorry to get off on a tangent, but insta-love always feels so not realistic to me. And I Watch can't yourself. get into it. Watch it Are over you insta-loving? Are you insta-loving? I'm there. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first of all, first, go ahead. What'd you say? Maggie? I said insta-love. That's my favorite. And that's yeah. the thing is it's different for everybody. Some totally. people believe in insta love and some people don't. And that's the same in real life, right? Some totally. of us believe in love at first sight and some of us believe in faded partners and some of us don't. So I am not going to say what's in my book because I'm not going to totally say that, you know, there is insta love or there isn't because there are quite a number of relationships in the book. I'm being totally honest here. Um, but I am, uh, I, I do believe in a love at first sight version. And I do believe in a, a feeling of connection with someone before you get to know that person. So I definitely would write about that because I think that people can meet each other and feel an instant connection. Um, whether it's like, um, in the end, it turns out to be sexual or in the end, it turns out to be an emotional type of a connection. I do definitely believe that people can meet and instantly feel connected with one another. But I feel insta love and insta connection are different. Mm. Like books, books where they're you know proposing on the first night together oh. or whatever. I that doesn't. Sometimes the make, sex is but, just that good, Trisha. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, never know if he's got a foot long penis. You never know. Maybe <laughs> you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> You're good, Craig. Sorry. 
Yeah, I went no, off on a tangent. I'm happy. No, you didn't. It's perfect. And I'm happy that I'm happy that you said that because I I love I love knowing what people are thinking and I like listening to everyone else's opinions. And I think that that's difficult too as an author is because you have to be true to yourself and write the story that you want to write, the story that you feel needs to be told. But at the same time, you do want people to like it. Like it can't be our main goal as authors to say like, I want to write a story that you know, only Trisha is going to love, right? Unless I'm married to Trisha and I want Trisha to love my story. But you know what I mean? Like you want people to like it, but not at the to the detriment of your own creativity, I think. Of course. Yeah. Craig Alicious, are you alive? Yeah, I'm alive. Uh, so one thing that I was thinking about while I was frozen, mm -hmm. um, the whole realism thing, like if I'm reading a book about a cop that shapeshifts into a werewolf and falls in love with a vampire. Like, I know that's made up. And so, like, mm -hmm. I'm willing to go along with it, even if it seems a little silly at times. But sometimes I'll read, a, like, an MM book, and I'm like, that's not how sex works. Yes. And, like, that pulls me out of it right away. And I think that's because when something is, like, an experience that we share... Mm -hmm. or that we know a lot about, we expect that to be fairly accurate. Yes. And I think the danger with that, Craig, too, is because we as writers can't always write it as realistically as we want to based mm -hmm. on the audience that we're writing for. I mean, honestly, yes. like we can take my book, for instance, right? Just the first book, we know that there was a lot of sex that had to be cut out because it's YA. So like there's a lot of things, a lot of preparatory things that cannot be shown in in those books and so we kind of have to get to it right the same can be said for blowjobs I mean like I like I, I just gotta kind of hint to you guys what's happening but because it's YA I can't like go full-on like smutty all the way so I think that when you're reading that like Craig, like you said, like you want it to be realistic, but then there's a limit to how much the author can really do in certain situations. Yeah. And then it's yeah. also tricky because like I've read stuff that is not realistic to how I experience sex, mm -hmm. but like I hear other people loudly saying that this is the way sex is done. And like these people presumably have sex too. Um, <laughs> so like there's different experiences and it's hard to balance you can never please everybody. Yeah. Uh, so you just, I guess, try to get it to the most correct or to the most appeal. Yeah. But I mean, for you guys, when you're reading, like, I know we, you guys, I don't know how much YA you guys read. How much YA do you read, Trisha? I read probably, uh, I don't know, 20, 30% of all the books I read are YA. I really actually enjoy YA. Um, yeah. Yeah, the and like I said before, with a really good plot and really good characters, I don't even notice that there's no sex in it. Yeah. Well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie, what what about have you dipped into She's YA like, yet? No. <laughs> Not yet. Well, I might be your first, baby. Yes. <laughs> but you got six months until my book comes out. So you might want to read a couple other ones first. You got some time. <laughs> Time to dip my toe in. Yeah. Plus, I don't know if I'll be like the best example of YA. I told somebody the other day I might get thrown out of YA if that's actually possible because mine might just be too dirty for YA. I'm not really sure. 
Can I get thrown out, Craig? I know we talked about this. I don't remember you told me. Can I get kicked out? I don't think so. Like the the YA book that I'm editing right now is Oh, yeah. fairly dirty Oh. in parts. Oh, we know It is. whose book that is. Can I say Yeah. it or can Yeah, I not sure. say it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know because Trisha is a huge fan of Harry F. Ray and that's whose book we're talking about is editing the great Harry F. Ray's first YA book. Yeah, I'm it's so excited for this. I can't even tell you. Yes, it is spectacular. It's so good. Like Yeah. I, I got to read a little bit. Craig's editing it, but I got to read I got to read some of it and it's so good. I Yeah. only have Which two chapters left. And I think as soon as we're done here, I'm diving straight in because I need to know how it ends. Yeah, super Wait, good. that's that's so funny though, because the first book of Harry's that I read, All the Lovers, is filthy. It <laughs> like, is. It, Yes. amazing 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 but uh it's like straight sex and Yeah. so good Yeah. Well, we love Harry and we're super happy that Harry's he's awesome one of our authors. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome to have Harry as, as a teammate for sure. And Harry yeah is just he's the greatest. great I, I love Harry. We'll have Harry on the podcast 50 million times. I don't even care. I'm like Harry's greatest fan. I, and Craig too. he's Craig awesome loves Harry too. mm-hmm So our next episode, we're definitely bringing Harry back on because we had a little bit of a debate. Um, on an episode without him about werewolves and vampires and like so now we're gonna go for werewolves vampires demon twinks like we're gonna just talk about all that good stuff the next time he comes on Awesome. yeah so we're excited about that um Craig who asked the last question Is that me Yeah. Uh, that was you. Um, and you also kind of skipped over one. So I'm just going to pick up just with pick this wherever question. you want Yeah, pick whatever yeah. you want Uh, so lots of readers and writers love a good trope. I think my favorite trope is enemies to lovers because I love those like hate kisses or hate sex that happen depending on the situation. Um, so what are some of your favorite tropes? Megan, you go first. I think my all-time favorite one is age gap. Age gap, taboo, um, ex's dad, that's favorite. Best friend's dad, Mm hmm just Yeah. all the taboo. Mm. I admit to liking taboo quite a bit too. Uh, so I got you. I got you. Uh, Trisha, favorite tropes. Um, I also love Age Gap and Enemies to Lovers. Um, and one of my biggest favorites is a possessive MC, a Damn. touch him and die MC. Mm. Uh, Yeah. there's something about, in real life, it would probably be terrible, but in a book, oh, so good. Get <laughs> me on so that I train. love a possessive MC. <laughs> It's so good. Oh my God. I have, there's, um, there's a, um, I think it's a webtoon. It's called Love Jinx. And that MC is so possessive and it's so hot. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. Unfortunately, they kind of stopped with it. Like he is, he does not screw around and it is very hot. Um, yeah. So Callie's on board with everything that you guys said. But I know that Maggie, I know that you read um, Craig's book, Seduced by My Best Friend's Dad. Um, Love Trisha, it. I know you bought it. You probably didn't get around to reading it yet, right? 
I'm finishing an arc and then I'm okay. reading it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me just say that has so much of what we talked about, but age gap, best friend's dad. And there's just some of the hottest sex in the woods you could ever imagine. I mean, quite yeah. honestly. And Craig, I told Craig the next day, like after I read it, I was like, what are you trying to melt the panties off of me or what? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, I don't think anyone's ever said anything like that to me. And I was like, well, I will be the first. <laughs> it's a thing it's definitely a thing it's definitely a thing I um yeah no I love that book I thought that was my first um full-on smutty book that I actually read was Craig so it's very hot I can tell you that much I love Maggie don't you love the um that I I asked Craig if I could spoil some stuff he said I could so he can't get mad at me plus there's a tent on the cover okay and it says to do by a oh, okay okay so yeah. I'm not okay. really giving anything away. If you see a tent on the cover and a guy in his <laughs> underwear, we know they're going to fuck yeah. in the tent, okay? I did figure that out. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me just say, <laughs> that sex inside that tent, like if you're not like fanning, like pulling your shirt, yeah. like while you're reading that, I, you and I can't talk anymore because like that was so well-written and so intense. And Craig has a way... And I, I know I'm I'm always like fan rolling over, over Craig and I really don't give a shit because Craig is my bestie. So I, I will be his number one writer die forever. Totally. Yes, totally. Um, but Craig is such a good writer because he always makes me feel exactly what he wants to make me feel. And it's like in that moment, like, dude, I was like, holy shit. There was so much sexual tension in my body that I didn't even know what to do with all of it. I'm being honest. Dropped my Kindle. <laughs> drop the kindle drop the panties you did it all craig yeah i uh my goal when writing is either to make you horny or to make you cry the crying yeah. usually happens with the young young adult stuff with always with a happy ending but there's like usually you're sobbing through the happy ending i don't think i've quite worked out the crying while horny yet that's my next challenge craig but we just talked about that guy remember <laughs> The the guy that we said was gonna be crying like during sex. Remember? Oh yes, we yes. could write him in. We could. <laughs> Craig and I like to make up backstories for people. So like we make up <laughs> stories like when we see things and we just come up with things. And sometimes I think they're really good. But there is a there is we have an idea for a character that sobs like during sex. And then like in the morning, he like goes in the bathroom and calls his mom and tells the mom that he did it. And then he wants to like take you to his knitting group, maybe. <laughs> There's a book about like that. The characters, one of the characters, his kink is making people cry. And the other one, his kink is crying during sex. Damn. Well, there you yeah, go. Totally. You know? Yeah, it's a thing. That's a thing. It's a thing. It is. Crying during sex. Yeah, I know. That would be like a real big turnoff for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah. It's one of those things in real life. It would be terrible. <laughs> in yeah. A book. Cool. Yeah. I would not be a fan of the crying during sex. So like the whole like emotional, like, you know, we're having sex and then like the one glistening tear, like maybe or maybe like it hurts so much that you like the tear escapes your eye because it's like going too hard but like the like the sobbing like <laughs> sex. 
I would like push that dude off of me. I would be like, this is totally. not happening. And like, God help the man that would have ever like cried the morning after and called his mama from my bathroom. Oh my God. I would be out of there so fast. <laughs> There's no way. No, it's not happening. Um, but I don't know how we got here, but here we are. Uh, we started. Yeah, I don't tropes. know either. We did start with tropes. Uh, and, and then I like to make readers horny or sobbing. Yeah, you did it. You talked yeah. about making cry. And let me tell you something. Craig's YA books are really good, but he definitely did make me cry with them. Definitely made me cry. And I was like messaging him while I was reading it. And I'm like, Craig, is this almost over? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Craig, tell me the truth. And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Craig, when is this over? I can't take anymore. And I'm like crying emojis, crying emojis. And he's just like sending me back like one emoji, like like the little trouble emoji. And I'm like, this isn't funny, Craig. See, I've gotten called out for, so I'm actually one of the few people I know that give me a not happy ending, like give me, uh, make me cry through your entire book. Um, oh, wow. I don't know if I could, but A Little Life is one of my favorite books of all time. And and that book, I cried through the whole thing. I, there's something very cathartic to me about crying when I'm reading a book. So angst is, I know that's not exactly a trope, maybe a genre, but give me anything angsty and I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're not you're not alone because I, um, my oh. daughter, one of my daughters loves, she has specific things that she reads and watches when she wants to cry. And she'll say like, I'm going in my room, I'm going to read this because I want to cry. And I'm like, totally why do you want to cry I don't understand like don't you want to be happy and she's like sometimes I just want a good cry I'm like okay you need that you need those books yeah sure I'm, I'm and everyone's different right so I totally get it Maggie do you totally. like to cry sometimes now I am the type of reader that loves a third act breakup I don't know oh, what shit come on the <laughs> Something about it, like when, you know, the guy is just being a butthole and then <laughs> and then comes back and like makes this grand gesture. And then if the gesture's so sweet, it makes me cry. Then, yeah, that's OK. <laughs> All right. Well, I know somebody who has some books like that and they do work mm -hmm. out really well and they are really good. <laughs> I'm going to be straight up with you. I do not like the third act breakup. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm like, if you guys are happy, then be happy. Go have sex until morning and just comment when you're done. Like, I'm happy with that. I do not want any more broken hearts, especially like I, I am like, so I'm so emotionally attached to characters that like, I, I will cry and like feel emotions like they are super real people. And I don't think that's exclusive to me. I'm sure that everyone does that. Um, But like, when I see like a character that I really like suffering and then they like they're happy and then the author like drop kicks them in the face. I'm like, you son of a bitch. What did you do? this? <laughs> I'm not saying I don't do it. I'm just saying. Well, sometimes it has to happen. <laughs> sometimes it does have to happen. Um, so we are going to skip and I'm going to ask you guys a question. And I know that I have spoken with you about this before, Trisha, but I'm going to ask it again because I know that there are some authors and there are some readers and there are some reviewers that are going to want to do the things that you guys are doing. So the more information that we can help anyone with in our community, the better mm -hmm. we are all. Better Definitely. we all are. Better all are we. 
that's what we are. So, Trisha, what mm -hmm. is a street team? So a street team is usually a group of people that will help an author hype up their books on social media. So those are usually whenever you see on Instagram, you know, coming soon, teaser for this book, here's the cover reveal. Most, a lot of authors have a group of people that they'll send those teasers to, the cover reveals, all of that. So those people are really solely just to build up hype for that book. It doesn't necessarily mean they've read it or reviewed it or anything. They are just there to do the hype. How did those people get chosen? Like, how do we get, for an author, how do you get a street team? Like, for a new author, like, how would a new author get a street team? How so do it's we do usually, that? Yeah, it's usually one of two ways. It's either if you see somebody, I've been approached by authors that I've reviewed a bunch of their books, and it's obvious I'm a fan of theirs, so they've reached out to me and said, would you like to join? Or a lot of authors will post... Um, do a post on Instagram or whatever other site and just say, my street team is open, message me if you'd like to join. Um, so it's, it can be either you're handpicked or you apply. That's the two ways I've seen it. Maggie, I don't know if you've seen anything else, but that's what I've seen. Well, I'm going to get to you, Maggie, in two seconds. Hold on oh, one sorry. second. No, no, no. You're good. You're perfect. Um, how are these... Uh, one more question, because then I'm going to ask Maggie the same thing. How are these people, how are they compensated? You guys just, do, I mean, I don't remember if you told me you were on a street team or an art team, but let's just pretend for street team people. How are they compensated? Or are they not for the compensated? Love, for the love of the book. That's so cool. It, so for the street team, like one of the good things about it is it doesn't take much time. You know, you can just share it in an Instagram story and be done with it. Um, mm -hmm. For being on an ARC team, I guess it's kind of the agreement that you've gotten the book for free and that's your payment for um, doing the ARC review. Um, mm -hmm. ARC reading does take definitely longer than being on a street team, but um, for being on a street team, it's really just, you're willing to help out an author. It's, it's, yeah, That's I've never really gotten cool. compensated. That's for, cool. Yeah, I've never, never gotten compensation for any of that. Maggie, um, street teams for you. What are you on any street teams right now? Yes, I'm on street teams and art teams. Art street teams and art teams. Okay, so Trisha explained street teams. So I'm going to have you explain an arc team to me, please. Okay, an arc team, arc stands for advanced reader copy of a book. And did not it, know that. Today, years old, oh. when I learned that. Thank you very much. <laughs> and what it is, is um, before the release date of the book, the author will send it to you via Kindle or whatever. And you'll read it. And usually you have between a week or two weeks to read it and do your review. And so I think the purpose of the art team is, is to get those early reviews in and like Trisha said, like post your reviews, hype up the book so other people would want to read it. And that is the same situation. You guys are compensated just basically by receiving a free copy of the book. Now, I guess every author is different because I have some authors that I arc for that you just, she, they send the arc and you know, that's your conversation. And then I have other authors where you're guaranteed if they do PR boxes, you get their PR box. What's as, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. 
Yeah. Well, they'll send you, they'll send you like a physical copy of the book and stickers and bookmarks or, you know, whatever they put in there. Okay. And then, um, I have had other authors like just send thank you notes, like in the mail. And to me, that's just the sweetest thing ever. So, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's, just, that's the conversation. That's awesome. I, um, I will be probably doing those things and looking to get an art team and a street team, but I'll be honest with you. Like, I'll probably cut this part out, but I'm scared to death. What if nobody wants to be on my team? What if nobody even wants to do it? What the hell do you do then? I'll be on your team. Yeah. Thank you have you. two people right here. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. I've told Craig before, like when I post stuff and nobody says anything, like sometimes I just delete it. Like if like a couple minutes goes by and no one says anything, I just delete it because I feel so bad about myself. <laughs> I can imagine though it's hard in the beginning. I mean, this is nowhere near on the same level, but like I didn't write a book. But when I first started doing Bookstagram, I had like two followers. Nobody cared. Like I didn't quite know what I was doing. So uh, I was just like posting pictures of books, but um, it's gotten better since. But yeah, it's in the beginning, it's until you build up kind of a little circle for yourself. It's hard. Definitely. Yeah, well, it is hard. And it's especially hard as for a new author because, you know, I, I don't know that many people. So I know that I, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for other authors, but it's definitely intimidating for me. Like I've made a lot of great oh. connections, but it's still intimidating to, to send oh, your book out there. Cause the book is like my babies, you know? So it's like, yeah. here are my babies. Are you going to like them? Or are you not going to like them? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so anyway, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful to have met the both of you. And I'm thrilled that the both of you will be supporting me. That makes me super happy. Oh, and perfect. I love it. Um, but yes, my book is going to be good and you guys will both love it for sure. I'm not worried. Craig, <laughs> Craig it is your turn. All right. Back to me. Um, <laughs> so I, we don't really know who listens to this podcast, but I guarantee you there are authors. Um, and some of them yeah. would be new authors who are trying to figure out, I've written a book. What the hell do I do? Um, so how would a new author go about getting their book noticed by reviewers such as yourselves? Mm. Uh, Megan, let's start with you. Good question. I would say promotion. And how what I mean by that is how I notice a book is like on social media. Like if there's a cool reel that has like little scenes or pictures in it that describes the book, that instantly gets my attention. And I'm like, yes. And I automatically, you know, screenshot it or save it so I can go back and look at it. So I would definitely say like social media presence and promotion. Mm -hmm. Great. And Trisha, what about um, you? I Yeah, very similar answer. Um, I find that if if an author puts up, you know, a little snippet with a cool photo of the cover, um, I'm a, totally a sucker for a good cover. <laughs> If you have a good cover and you put it out there, I will likely read your book. Um, but yeah, I think giving a little bit of, an, you know, an insight into those uh, things that have, these are all the tropes of the book. This is what you'll see in the book. You know, um, I think that's always a good idea because if I see, you know, sound family age gap, I'm like, oh, I'm in. I, so yeah, I yes. think it's really important to share those little things that you can give people saying this is the core of the book this is what it's about because people that love that are going to read it 
Yeah. So uh, I, I love that answer because that's basically what I try to do. Um, there have been in the past a couple of times I've emailed a reviewer and said, would you be interested in reviewing my book? And they both times I've done it, they've said, oh, my God, I've been waiting for you to ask. And I've always felt I'm imposing if I ask. Do you like if people ask you? I yes. love it because I feel bad for asking like, hey, can you send me a copy of your book? Like, no, I don't do that. So but if an author reaches out to me, I love it. And whether I'm familiar with their work or not, I just 100 percent say yes every time. <laughs> I, sorry, I was about to talk at the same time you did. Um, I actually, Harry, when I had read that first book by him and like loved it so much. And then when he wrote Why in Paris, he was advert, he was, you know, uh, putting stuff on social media. And I kept saying, that sounds so amazing. And when he reached out to me and said, I know you loved my first book. Would you love to read this one? And I was like, oh my God, like, I would never approach an author because I don't want to put the pressure on somebody. And if I really can't, um, there have been times that I really like, because of time constraints or whatever, I really can't get to an arc. I'll say that. But 99% of the time, I will absolutely try it. I'll try anything. So uh, it, reading, reading, I'll try any book. <laughs> um, sorry, sounded terrible. No, it didn't. But yeah, it's, I think, I and honestly, I think you will have to take a couple of people that either ignore your message or say, I'm sorry, I can't do it. But I know many readers that anything you send them, they'll try, you know, so it's always worth a shot, I think. Yeah. And I think, Craig, like authors that we work with, like of our brands, because we have we have five imprints. I don't think I could think of a single author that would be offended if you asked them if you could review their book, I can't think of one. I think they'd all love, they'd all love it. Honestly, mm -hmm. you know, as for indie authors, maybe it's just an indie author thing. I'm not really sure, but I, I can't think of any of the people that I met that would be offended by it. So I don't know. I think if you want to review a book, you should ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, I've talked to a lot of authors who I think us as authors feel like we can't approach reviewers mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I've had a lot of conversation with authors and they're like, I really like this person's reviews. I think they'd like my book. Do you think it's okay that I reach out and ask? And mm -hmm. um, I usually say, what's the harm in just reaching out and trying? You're either going to get a yes or no. Um, but still, it's very intimidating to send that email when you don't know them. Or sometimes, in the case of the reviewers I reached out to, like I knew them fairly well, but it still felt intimidating to open up that new avenue in our online relationship. But once you do it, no looking back it turned out well well yeah. I mean it can't might not turn out well for everybody but you're never going to know until you try I'm uncomfortable with you talking about having an online relationship with somebody else that's not me so I think we need to be careful with our words here there are different levels of relationship you are up here mm -hmm. everybody else is down here yeah my husband is somewhere in the middle Woo! see Kelly's at the top Go ahead. You can say relationship whenever you want now. Thank you for clarifying for readers at home. And for everyone who could not see at home, Craig pointed to the sky and said Callie was at the top and everyone else was at the bottom and John was somewhere in the middle. So Callie yes. is happy. Thank you. Yes, the reviewers here can attest to that. Thank you, Craig. Same goes for me. Now, my question now is I'm going to ask you guys something that 
<laughs> that I hope doesn't happen to me, but I expect that it will. And I am trying to get used to the idea that everyone will not love my book because everyone likes different things. And that's certainly understandable. And I can't, you can't force yourself to like something you don't like. And just because you don't like a book doesn't mean you don't like the author. And it doesn't mean you don't like the author as a person. It's just not your cup of tea. Totally understand. In your case, Trisha, what have you done? Have you read a book that an author asked you to review or that you reviewed and you didn't like it? And if so, what did you do in that situation? So I'm very lucky that I know a lot of what I like and what I don't. So if I see something on a trope list or something and I know it's not going to be for me, I won't read it. But um, I definitely have <laughs> read some books that people asked me to read. So I will never, um, I would never give like a one or two star review. Usually I won't put a star review. Mm -hmm. um, I usually won't hype it on Instagram if I didn't love it, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. And in my review, I will very much try to say what I thought could have been better um, mm -hmm. in the nicest way possible. But yeah. I remember... I remember there was one that I read that the pacing was very off. There were moments that were super slow moments that it seemed like, you know, mm -hmm. they met and then were dating within 10 minutes. So mm -hmm. I tried to say, you know, some of it was a little too quick. Some of it was a little too slow. Um, I found this not relatable about this mm -hmm. character. So mm -hmm. um, I try to give something that they can work with without ripping them to shreds because that's cool that yeah. doesn't help anybody no no well I appreciate that as an author um I really yeah. do I think constructive feedback is it's necessary too because we we don't look at our work the same way as anyone else does you know so yeah. I I appreciate that I mean I'm also not asking anyone to do it for me but because if you want to just lie and say you love it totally okay with that too <laughs> Maggie, what about you? <laughs> Basically the same answer as Trisha was, I mean, I do not like to give bad reviews. I just, yeah. I don't like to hurt anybody's feelings. But also at the same time, I think authors grow from constructive criticism. But I tend, like Trisha said, I tend not to read books that I know I'm not going to jive with, that I'm not going to like. And when I first started reading, I read a dark romance book and I did not know what triggers were. I just oh. in and got it. And then something triggered me and it just ruined the book for me. Yeah. But it didn't mean it was a bad book. It just meant that it was just a me problem. So in my review, I'll be like, I didn't like X, Y, Z. But if you like XYZ, then I feel like you would like this book. This, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about when I, because I've said this before on the podcast. I think it's important when people are paying attention to reviews to note the types of a reviewer that they're listening to. Because if I, if I look at a review from a reviewer and I don't know what types of books they like, they may not even like the same type of book that I like. So why would I listen to them? Does that mean their review is garbage? No, absolutely not. But if I'm saying that I like, 
you know, fluffy rom-coms and this person hates fluffy rom-coms, but I don't know that. And they give a fluffy rom-com a one, then I'm like, oh, well, this book sucks, I guess, because this person gave it a one. But with the information that you gave, Maggie, and saying like, hey, I don't like this, but if you like this, this is for you. I think that that's really helpful to include in a yeah. review. I have a friend who she and I, we both like dark romance. We like angst. We're very similar. We like spice. We're very similar mm -hmm. until I love a daddy kink book. She gets totally squished wow. out by it. Can't stand it. Not her thing. Totally my thing. Totally so fine. I would never recommend. I don't love reverse harem. She does. So uh -huh. we know she'll say to me, what did you think of that book? I said it was good, but it's daddy. You'll hate it. And she won't even bother. And same for me. So it is. I actually in my reviews at the end, I'll put some of the really standout tropes and not just the tropes, but, you know, um, transgender MC, um, MC with physical disabilities. I'll try to put in all those little things that stood out mm -hmm. to me that mm -hmm. I think would make people either love it or it's not for them. So I try to be as detailed as I can so that you know people kind of know what they're getting into but i know that craig um craig has found things from bad reviews too so bad yeah. reviews work i was gonna say like a well-written bad review can sell the book and i think that's something mm -hmm. a lot of authors overlook i have i think the best example is not a book but it's a tv show there was mm -hmm. a canadian tv show that came out oh god like 20 years ago uh, it got ripped apart in the paper like they hated it but they listed like all the things they love like parallel world confusing plot like long drawn out story like that's what I look for in a sci-fi show <laughs> favorite sci-fi show maybe not of all time but it was for a long time my favorite show of all time I and think the I know the one you're talking about it and I loved it <laughs> is it Charlie Jade Oh, no, I thought it was Fringe. Okay, forget it. Sorry. Oh, okay, I have seen Fringe. I quite enjoyed that as well. Uh, Charlie Jade was a one season show that it got extra confusing because they switched the writing team halfway through the season, but they didn't tell all the secrets to the new writing team. So oh it became a bit of a mess, but it was <laughs> it was fun. Uh, but the same has happened with the book. Like I read this review. It was kind of a mediocre review, but it was talking about the things that didn't work for the reviewer. And I'm like, oh, well, I like that. And I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll go and buy it. Um, so bad review is not, or a critical review, let's call it that yeah. way. A critical yeah. review is not always a negative thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that story and that stuck with me. I I like that. So, yeah, and I love that you guys said that, you know, basically, if you don't have anything nice to say, you won't say anything at all, because I think that you can be constructive without being mean. And I think that that's important. You know, I don't think we need to tear anybody down, but I do think it's important to be honest to some degree. I don't think we need to be a Walter, eh, Maggie? <laughs> no Walters in 2024. We have no room for well, no, the, the deal was that Maggie posted a reel yesterday and Maggie, you know what? I'm going to let you take the stage. Why don't you go ahead and tell people what happened unless you don't want to. So I posted on my story yesterday that for Christmas, I got one of those treadmill walking pads. It's not like a full treadmill. It's just one of the walking pads. Yeah. yeah. It was too big. And for some reason they couldn't deliver it to my house. So I had to go to the post office to pick it up. And there's like 20 people in the post office and I'm in line 
And there's this gentleman behind me, this elderly gentleman. And I don't know, he's not a gentleman. I don't know why I'm calling him that. He's not a gentleman. But anyway, the post office attendant was like, uh, okay, what was your package? And I said, it was a treadmill. And this guy behind me goes, don't you mean a clothes hanger? And I was like, what? And he goes, don't you mean a clothes hanger? And he looks me up and down and goes, you're not going to walk on a treadmill. Oh, rude. Smiled and like went on my business. And so obviously I just went to Instagram. I was telling the story and I was like, well, excuse me, Walter. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> that is a lesson I've always carried with me. It does not apply to Craig and I when we are speaking personally about other people behind their backs, though. <laughs> of course not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, that was very rude of him, Maggie. And he, he should not horrible. have done that, Maggie. Yes, it was horrible and rude. But I did like that you claimed him as Walter. Like, that no Walters in 2020. to me. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. He just looked like a Walter. Oh, Walter. Walter's she, the, the male Karen. Walter is the male Karen. When she said it, she said it with like so much conviction that I thought it had already been made a thing. Like, because in her video, she's like, Walter. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess Walter is the new Karen. Like, yes. I I just assumed. So I'm, I'm good with it if everyone else is good with totally. it in the world. I'm I think we can that. just start calling them all Walters. I'm fine I'm with that. Totally for that. Some freaking Walter got my bestie sick, and that Walter's been Waltered in my book forever. <laughs> Next villain in your book, make him Walter. Well, he's a she, and this person already has a name, but they're about to find out who the person was, <laughs> and they're going to know. And that Walter is it's not going to end well for that Walter, let me tell you. Because he was sick for like almost two freaking weeks. And he's finally better now. But you know what? I will never forgive them. So immortalized forever. I had Craig's husband's permission. And he totally supported this. So, I mean, you know, I didn't need the professor's permission. But I was happy to have his support in this, obviously. So <laughs> um, I think that was my question, Craig. I think you're good. All right. Yeah. Um, so one piece of advice I always give authors is that they need some sort of social media presence because we think it's important, but this is like the episode where we're learning what's important and what's not. So mm -hmm. uh, Megan, does it matter to you if an author has a social media presence? To me, it does. I feel more connected to them if, you know, I see their post or even if I make a post and they like it, like that just means the world to me. Or I just, I think it's very important. I'm so glad that I'm not wrong on that. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> Good. Uh, Trisha. So I think it's fairly important too. And Maggie actually touched on something. It, when you go through the trouble of not trouble, but when you go through reading an arc for somebody, which obviously takes time and writing a review when I actually put together slides with quotes on them and stuff I, for somebody, for an author to acknowledge that and say, thank you so much. Like, this is a beautiful review where I really appreciate you reading my book. 
Like that really does mean something to me. I actually, because I'm a bit sensitive, get a little sad when I don't get it, when it doesn't get acknowledged at all. But um, so for that, I really do like having that connection with the author on social media. Not to say that I won't read or review something from an author that has no social media, but I feel like it's, it's, easier when we can kind of make that connection and those are most of the authors that I'm on their art teams and stuff um those are the authors that because we really do develop a relationship and you know I know that I can dm them at midnight and say oh my god I can't believe this just happened in the book so yeah I do like to interact with authors on social media definitely i love it why don't we we love interacting with you guys i do i love interacting with you maggie made me cry yesterday just from a reel i like i messaged craig and i was like i have tears in my eyes i'm literally gonna cry like i was all teared up like when you called me that was literally like the highlight of my life i fangirled and i was like oh my god i love that yeah, I DM'd her and I was like, hey, give me your cell phone number. I'm calling you right now. <laughs> I was like, this is over. Give me the phone number. And then I called her because I was literally like about to cry. Like, cause it was just the, it was like such like a cool moment for me to have someone say like, hey, I'm looking forward to these books. And like, your books are on this list. Like it was really like surreal. And like, I even have goosebumps right now. So like, you guys should just know that I'm not alone. Like, this is not... This is not unique to me. We love our stories and we love when people are excited about them. So what you guys are doing matters. And I'm sure that all authors want to reach out. And I'm sure that the ones that don't have a good reason for it. I know that for me, and if I ever don't do it, someone can pull up this podcast and throw it in my face. But I will always show appreciation for people who like my work. And, and it, it's super important to me. So I, I am very grateful. And I'm super grateful that you guys decided to come on the show. And I've been, I'm glad I got to talk with you guys. I, I've, I've been fans of both of yours for a while. So I love it. Um, but I will say about social media, and I have talked about her before, but the holy mother of all BL, MXTX, is not on any social media. And she is the True. greatest writer in all of the world. So... She survives without social media. So there it is possible, but I'm with you guys in that I like to see the authors on social media. And also I'm like really busting my ass on social media. So I think like all of us authors need to stick together and just all be on social media together. <laughs> I find that most of the, many of the indie authors that I read, I guess, because that's really your way of getting your books out there. But most of the indie authors that I read are definitely not only on social media, but very active on social media. So um, that's where I found some of like my absolute favorite books of all time or because, it, you know, an author just said, hey, I wrote a new book. You want to read it? So, um, yeah, I and that's kind of why I started my bookstagram was just to I started reading MM. Nobody else I knew read it. And I was like, oh. I need to find people that read the same stuff I do because I've read the 10 books I know about. Now I need more. So yes. um, yeah, that's how I got into, I got into it totally self-serving because I wanted more recommendations. That, that's good though. That's, that's a great, that's a great thing to build off of. Find something you like and find other people that like it too. Yeah. So then it just grows and you're growing the fandom all together, which is yeah. beautiful. And, 
Maggie, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when somebody says to me, I read this book that you recommended and I absolutely loved it. I, it warms my soul. Like somebody telling me they loved a book I recommended is probably one of the best feelings in life. <laughs> I, I love that too. And I cry. I'm like, what? Like it's is this real life? What? Because I'm just spouting words on the internet and talking about what I like and, you know, talking about getting railed by my ex-boyfriend's dad. And I'm just like, you like what I say? It's just, it's just so cool to me. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Getting railed by my ex-boyfriend's dad. There we go. That's the way to go, Craig. Mm-hmm. that's probably what we should write about next getting railed by the ex-boyfriend's dad or best friend so. and Craig's, well, we, Cra- Craig's already got railed by the I'm waiting yeah. to get railed by the best friend want to talk about Craig's book again mm-hmm. I want whatever sleeping medicine Mike was on damn right <laughs> I don't know what he was on it was probably the pollen in the air to be honest plus he was you know he was not feeling well Oh my god. I have to confess, like I know I wrote the book. I remember parts of it. Yeah. But it was like a long I was yeah. living in the apartment at that time. Like that was a long time ago. Oh no, yeah. I was living here. But yeah, when you work on a lot of books, it's like it can, I feel almost ashamed. Like Yeah. No, but you've written I a know lot. Right? There was like, count. I know there was I think it was Jay and Rich. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Jay and Rich, like I know that and I remember I remember the like, can you massage my leg scene? Like I remember oh, that. that was so hot too. Oh my God. That was so good. <laughs> so good. And I remember I remember the uh the tent. in the tent scene. I remember mm. that too. Beyond that, like mm, it's kind yeah. of fuzzy. Yeah. But Craig, really, what was the count that we came up with for the total stories that you wrote? What did we come up with? Like including oh, the short oh. stories? If you include the short stories under different pen names, it yeah. would be, uh, probably be 200 plus. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. through our company, like I've edited and or published about another 300. So I've had my hand in like 500 books. Yeah, baby. So yeah, you can't really, <laughs> you can't really blame him for not remembering stuff. Completely not. No. no. <laughs> this this is why I manage his schedule and all of his stuff for him because think of all of the stuff that goes on in his mind from writing all of those totally. books and editing all of those books and then working and just being an amazing human being. And then I start thinking about I start thinking about Dick and like everything just disappears. Then just goes away. Eggplants. Same. <laughs> just eggplants. That's all that we have left. <laughs> what? I get it. What do we? What would you say is a better book, though? Would we say that we would be more into vampires, werewolf sex, or would we be more into like a cop and a firefighter, or like a lawyer and a doctor? I don't know what the hottest ones are. What do you guys think? Give me, give I me always... a, the hottest couple. Actually, let's do that. Give me the hottest <laughs> book. We could have like. The guy is in the room, right? So who's in the room? The hottest guy in the room. He could be a werewolf. He could be a vampire. Or he could be a career man. What is he? Or he could be a bum if you're in the bums. I don't care. Trisha, hottest guy in the room. 
I'm looking at my book. Uh, for me, it's almost always a vampire. Vampire for you. Okay, stop. Yeah. Maggie, yeah. who's coming in the room with a vampire? Who's knocking on the door? It has to be a billionaire over 50. The billionaire over 50? He's going to come in and rail the vampire? Or the vampire? Yeah. What's happening? The vampire is the bottom. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. It just it's, is. It just is. <laughs> so the millionaire and the vampire. I could get behind that, Craig. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're yeah. go. But there's right. gonna be a big age gap. Well, the vampire would be older, right? Though the vampire is like ageless. He doesn't have it. He but, could be like five hundred. He's gonna look hot. Like he's wait. Right. How hot? What age is this vampire? Because we're gonna but say figure, he stopped. Yeah. He turned vampire at like twenty-two. Yeah. So he's eternally 22. And the mm. billionaire is, he's a silver fox, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They work. They work perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. giving somebody Perfect. a great idea. Craig and I are going to mm -hmm. write this one because we already have some stuff in the works. But this is good. Right, Craig? Or do we want to write this? I think so. Or I always maybe have we, a million ideas. We could maybe write As this. soon as you started this, I started thinking like, I've read some really effing hot motorcycle romances, but I've not seen, I've not read a gay one yet. And I'm like a gay bad boy motorcycle guy that Assless maybe chaps. falls in love with a, like a elementary school teacher. Yeah. You've got that like innocent and dirty. Yeah. Mm. That's where but, my mind went. But what if the guy on the bike is like actually like the soft one and the teacher's really the dirty one? I could, I could go for that. I like it when they, I, when it's like a quiet person that like then they get in the bedroom and they're just like slamming you against the wall. Yeah, I read one that was like one guy was uh, it was age not a huge age gap probably ten or twelve years, um, and the guy was an actor, super famous, super powerful, and he gets sick, and his nurse, who's this really like sunshiny, you know, kind of timid, sweet, take care of you because you have bronchitis, guy. At the at when they get in the bedroom together, that nurse is filthy, and the actor becomes like the submissive bottom. It's so good. That sex scene was <laughs> amazing. Just saying. <laughs> when authors put QR codes in the books, do you guys scan those ever, or do you tend to just like move past them? Not even worth it, right? I no, I I'm. I'm a weirdo. I don't trust QR codes. So I, any, on anything, if you ever tell me to use a QR code, I will not do it. Yeah. So no, Ma not worth Maggie, it. you too? No QR codes? I just, I just pass through it. I don't know why. I just don't take the time to do it. What about, what if it said in there though, that like the author had like a cool interview. If you scan this code, you get a one-on-one -on -one interview with the author. You're still not scanning it, right? I'm asking because I've had people ask me this question about their books. Not worth it, huh? No, I will say like on some Kindle books at the end, some authors will have a link and it'll be like all their social medias and all like, if they have like a reader's group on Facebook or something. And if I really like the book and like the author i will go to that link and follow them and join the group and all of that stuff okay awesome well i know we're super excited that you guys did you guys have any questions for us because otherwise we're going to wrap it up we covered everything this was so fun we had so much fun with you guys this was super super fun i can't wait for you guys to read my book i'm super excited there's lots Same. of 
lots of fluffy, funny, crazy stuff in there. So, and I don't know, I can't, Craig hasn't edited it yet. So I don't fully know if the sex will get dirtier or if the sex will get Later. mild. It's not going to get any milder. <laughs> I can tell you that. Okay. I mean, like, and just be serious. Like I don't go straight fade to black here, guys. We're not, I mean, like, if, if somebody lays a car seat back, right, and I'm telling you that the hand is in the other guy's hair, and then he picks his head up and he wipes his mouth off, we're all aware of what happened, correct? We're not calling that a fade to black, right? No, pretty sure there was a blowjob in there. Yeah. There we go. See? Yeah, Mission accomplished. So just so you know, we can expect those types of things in my book. I don't think you can shock me and Maggie. Perfect. <laughs> I Perfect. think we're fine. Perfect. Well, thank you guys both for being here so much. Thank it meant you. so much to Craig and I. And I know there are other authors and listeners. Hopefully, I know that other authors and listeners are going to love everything that you guys said because you guys were perfect guests. So thank you very, very thank much you. from us. And definitely. Um, and please feel free to reach out to us anytime that you guys see a book that we're putting out that you want to review by one of our authors. You reach out to me and I will make it happen. Sign me up for Harry's next book, please. 100%. I don't, 100%. 100%. You're already on the list. Don't you even it's worry amazing. about it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank All the YA books because I, I want to just dive right in. Okay. Well, I will get on it. Don't you even worry about it. This is part of my job and I'm on it. So don't you worry. Well, thank you guys super much. Um, I will you. let you guys know when thank the episode you. is posted. All awesome. right. And have a great thank night. You. Thank you. You All too. Right. Take Thanks, care. guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. And now it's time for Coffee with Callie and Craig. That was a lot of fun. I had a fantastic time. Uh, Trisha and Maggie were a whole lot of fun. I know. I just adore the both of them. And they really do give just the best reviews. And they really are just such amazing, genuine people. Really enjoyed having them on the show. And I learned a lot, Craig. I I was surprised. I learned a lot, too. Like, I mean, I've been in the writing game for 10 years now, I think. And I learned stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they had so much fun with them. They're just, they're great. They were really great to have on. And now... What we get to look forward to is our next episode. And our next episode features John. Yes, a.k.a. the professor, a.k.a. Yes. my husband. <laughs> yes, we have decided to dub John the professor on our show because whenever John comes on, we learn so much. And John also has classes on highbrow. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so works. if you go to, uh, I believe the website is gohighbrow.com, search for John Robin, and you'll find all of his courses. I think he has like 22 different courses. You can learn how to master your conversations. You can learn about the 100 most important nonfiction books. Um, wow. Oh, there's, I, I know he has one on paradoxes. It's really interesting. There's all sorts of yeah. stuff on there. Yeah, but see, this is why it's fitting that we call him the professor mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. he does school people. So he does, yes. <laughs> and he is a great teacher. I mean, aside from being a phenomenal editor, I mean, mm -hmm. he is really good at that. But yeah, we'll have the professor on next time and we'll see what we learn about. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. And Craig is going to give you 
the final thought. Oh, the final thought. Uh, I think I know what I want to say because uh, this was what I learned from today's episode. <laughs> that is, if you are an author and there is a reviewer you think you would, would like your book, just email them. Just send them a message and say, hey, I'm an author. I'm releasing a new book. I think you'd love it. Can I send you a free copy for a review? They're either going to say yes or no. They're probably going to say yes. But if they say no, then at least you ask, right? That's right. I, I support this idea. I think that was a great final thought. And if you're not already following us, please be sure to follow us. We are, oh my gosh, Craig, I think you're better at the social links yeah, than I am normally, too. This, this is, is normally you. my part. Yeah. yeah. So we are on uh, Twitter or X, depending on if you are Gen Z or millennial, I guess. Uh, so we're on Twitter slash X. We're on TikTok and Instagram at Callie Craig Talk, C-A-L-I-C-R-A-I-G-T-A-L-K. And I assume you know how to find our podcast since you're listening to this. But if you <laughs> happen upon this randomly, we are on all uh, podcast platforms. You can also head to CallieCraigTalk.com to find out where all those links are. That's right. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye.